Greetings and welcome to St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church here in Fredericton, New Brunswick on this fourth Sunday of Easter, or as we like to think of it, David Berry Day. Because today we celebrate the music ministry of our choir director and music director, David Berry. He has been leading the music in this congregation for the past 25 years, so we truly do have something to celebrate. Leading worship with us today will be his granddaughter, Isabel Berry. A special treat today is the Reverend Bob Jones is back with us, and he will be leading our prayers of the people. We have storytellers of Sheila and Angela Black and Georgia Garnham, and we have more musicians and soloists that have come forth from our congregation to help us raise the roof and to celebrate David. And I am the Reverend Susan Brazier. Let us worship God. With voices and instruments, with hearts and with hands, we play music for our God at all times, with each person in every place, through every moment. We give thanks in the name of Jesus, turning away from evil, doing good at every chance, seeking peace and sharing hope everywhere. We will join in the song and dance with the Holy Spirit. Let us worship God. Sing for us and with us toward you. 
We are witness to your mercy and splendor. We will not keep silent ever again. Amen. I have put down a couple of notes here that I'd like to read. If you are passing by St. Andrew's Church on any given Sunday morn, your heart is sad and lonely, your soul is tossed and turned. Just come into our sanctuary. We are a friendly crew with windows full of rainbows and gowns of yellow and blue. And while you sit in quiet contemplation, and your pain and fear recall, open your ears to the beautiful sounds that traverse from wall to wall. 
The artistry magnificent soaring up to heaven's high, floating mists of melodies in sunlight span of sky. The music is a blessing for those who come to pray, for the maestro behind the curtain is playing for us today. <laughs> his silver years of service hidden in that tiny station has blessed his church, the ministers, and many congregations. Weddings, babies, mourners have fallen beneath his spell. Whether needing joy or sadness, his talents please them well. His choir he treats with dignity, patience, and with care. They are his spiritual extension, proof of his guidance rare. Though sometimes they give him worries that would make a saint to twitch, such as who would show on Sunday and who would stay and pitch. <laughs> a community of friends he tends, each special in their needs. His ministry is to soothe their souls, not just in words, but deeds. So why did our Lord create the Sabbath? Of this reason, I am certain. So he and the angels could attend on Sunday to hear the maestro behind the curtain.
welcome to everybody. I wonder if you're ready for the story. Let's take a deep breath. Long ago, there was the great tribe of Israel. the great, 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 great grandchildren of Sarah and Abraham that we have talked about before. Abraham and Sarah had a lot of descendants, but over time, this great tribe of Israel became the slaves in the land of Egypt. The king of Egypt treated the Israelites very badly. God sent Moses to tell the king of Egypt, the mighty Pharaoh, to let the people free. It took some convincing, but finally the Pharaoh let them leave. But no sooner had they left, and the Pharaoh changed his mind. He took off after them with his great army in their great chariots and their great horses. took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt. He had a lot of chariots. It did not take long for the Pharaoh to catch up to the fleeing Israelites and the Israelites were terrified. for the Israelites to go. In front of them was a great sea, and behind them was the approaching Egyptian army. Moses cried out to God, and God parted the seawater before them. So all the Israelites hightailed it out of there, walking on dry ground, right on the ocean floor. The Egyptian army came to the seashore, and seeing that the Israelites had walked on dry ground, they started to follow them into the ocean. Israelites made it to the other side and were all safe from the water, when God set loose the walls of water on the Egyptian army and saved the great tribe of Israel. The Israelites were so relieved and so grateful. They were amazed by what God had done. It is incredible. Moses' sister Miriam was a great prophet. Do you know what else she was? She was a musician just like our David Barry. But 
she did not have a piano or an organ to play there in the desert, but she did have a tambourine. So, to celebrate and to praise God, Miriam and all the people played their instruments and sang. Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Now I wonder, have you ever been so grateful, so amazed at what God has done for you that you sang and danced praises to God? Okay, youth, you're up. Anyone who's going to dance down the aisle, it's time to go to the back and get your instruments. At this time, on behalf of all the dozens of youth that Kathy and David have led in various children's and youth choirs here at St. Andrews, thank you. You have blessed many youth and their families over the last 25 years. So now, congregation, you are invited to sing with gusto hymn number 466, Praise the Lord with the sound of trumpets, and we're going to ask you to please stay seated. Let us pray. O oh God, who sent the rhythm of our hearts beating, we ask that you open our hearts and minds to listen to your symphony set in scripture so that we may learn to sing your refrain. Amen. Our Old Testament lesson comes from selected verses from Exodus chapter 14 and 15. Listen now for the word of God. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. 
He took 600 of the best chariots, along with all the other chariots of Egypt, with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites, who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified. Moses answered to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind, and it turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen went back into the sea, the Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them, but the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust into him. Then Miriam the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women followed her with timbrels and dancing. Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. This is the word of God. Our psalm this morning is a musical setting of the 23rd Psalm. Of righteousness in both 
words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our New Testament reading this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. Listen now for the word of God. Be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. According to this directive from the Apostle Paul, we are commanded to sing and to make melody to our Lord. Incorporated into our very earliest accounts of Christian worship is this requirement for music to be interwoven with our praise and our prayers. It seems people have always used music in a variety of ways. The telling of epic adventures and songs is an ancient craft. Think of the Odyssey or the Iliad, they're both poems, or the Homeric hymns that celebrate the Greek gods. This storytelling and song is kind of an early civilization form of opera. The Hebrews were certainly not to be left out of this art form, sometimes called the Song of the Sea. The lyrics found in Exodus 15 tell of an epic adventure of a miraculous escape of the Israelites from Egypt. The Song of the Sea has two parts. One song sung by Moses and the second sung by his sister, Miriam, and the ladies group of the great tribe of Israel. It was the second part, sometimes called the Song of Miriam, that we heard Isabel read for us this morning. Scholars date this teeny bit of text to the 13th century BCE, over 3,300 years ago, and believe it to be the very oldest recorded Hebrew narrative. The language of the Song of the Sea, and particularly the Song of Miriam, is archaic and much older than the rest of Exodus. It would be like encountering Beowulf or Chaucer tucked into another document. You start throwing out a few these and thous into a sentence and you immediately recognize that this is from a, a different era. So it is with the Song of Miriam. And just for your information, the Song of Miriam is probably older than Homer's Odyssey, although that can't be quite certain. They both record events from the Bronze Age. So when I first heard this bit of biblical trivia, there were three things that struck me. First, that the earliest recorded voice that we hear in the Bible is credited to Moses' sister, Miriam, a woman described as a great prophet. Second, the account is about praising God with music. Music, singing, dancing is just foundational to our relationship with God. The rhythms that pulse through the universe, through nature, through us, is what we return to God in our music. This seems to suggest that music and movement are essential to our worship and truly essential to our understanding of the very existence of God. And finally, what caught me by surprise in the Song of Miriam is, where did the instruments come from? 
The Israelites, this whole great mass of them, head out from Egypt to Canaan. In a trip of perhaps 850 kilometers on foot. There are no reports that they have horses or camels, no chariots, no wagons, everything they need. They take with them their food, their water, their babies. Now, now the original plan, the trek through the wilderness, should have taken a minimum of two weeks to maybe well over a month if they had not gotten lost for 40 years you would take only the absolute necessities when starting out. Think about backpackers. They go shaving weight off in grams at a time just to make the hike more manageable. To compound the image, these people found themselves trapped along a seashore with the entire Egyptian army hot on their heels. In case you don't know it, Chariots were the ultimate war machine of the ancient world. Imagine being chased by a battalion of tanks. I would be dumping everything absolutely inessential. I would grab grandma and my babies and just go, travel light, travel fast. Even in our scripture this morning suggests that God too felt this urgency when the Lord says to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. But immediately after this narrow escape, Miriam and the other women suddenly produce instruments. Instruments! Where do these instruments come from? Now, granted, they were just tambourines, uh, much easier to carry than, say, a piano or an organ, uh, but still, I read this and I feel like I'm suddenly in a 1950s or 60s musical where a full orchestra just suddenly joins in the soundtrack. Think about the sound of music. Julie Andrews is twirling on a hilltop singing only to be joined by the full string section of the Vienna Philharmonic. In light of all the difficulties of traveling, why would they be carrying instruments, unless, unless music was as essential as food and water to life itself. The reality is that in the midst of all that besieges us in life, in the hardships we endure, and the terrors we flee, it is music that sustains us. When we have no more words, it is music that carries our thoughts to God and through music that God can comfort our souls. Music helps us to celebrate our greatest joys and to soothe our greatest sorrows. God bless certain people among us to be able to lead us in singing and making melody to the Lord. God bless Miriam and the ladies group in the ancient world. And God bless our David Berry today and for the past 25 years here at St. Andrews. We are so very grateful for these gifts. Out of nowhere, Miriam and the other women produce musical instruments and the party starts. Let us never miss the chance to celebrate when, with God's help, we manage to avoid disaster and to overcome obstacles. The Apostle Paul tells us be filled with the Spirit, singing and making melody 
to the Lord, giving thanks to God at all times and for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for inviting me to be part of this great occasion today. I'm very grateful to be here. And this is not a sermon I print large, but <clears throat> it may sound like a sermon starting off, but it's not. Just a word prior to the prayer. Psalm 37. Verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. It was an acquaintance that began several years ago at McAdams Funeral Home. David possessed a sensitivity that fitted perfectly with my aims for a good and proper funeral service. And in that way, we became acquainted more recently, that continued to be the case.
during my year here at St. Andrews. Now I might add that when I made in initial inquiries as to the pulpit supply in this church, I was told by someone uh, in no official capacity and said facetiously, I hope, that if I would come for nothing and fill the church, I would be considered. <laughs> Neither of those possibilities materialized. <laughs> but you eventually took a chance. And one of the many gratifying friendships that developed was with the one whom we honor today. Especially during the podcast phase, there would be David and often Kathy, plus a soloist, and the gracious, knowledgeable, and patient Stephen McKay, our operator, the podcast team. Thank you, David, the Minister of Music. Best wishes, and God bless. And so we pray, we give thanks, O oh God, for our friend David, who has made music not just a career, but a calling. We pray for him that he may know continued blessing and strength in leading those who utter the joyful sound in praise and in worship. And we continue our prayers, most gracious God, comfort all who are cast down and fearful of heart amid the sickness of our community and the world, grant that being strengthened by your Holy Spirit, they may live with confidence and hope through Christ our Lord. Be mindful, O God, of all who are standing in the need of prayer, for you are the help of the helpless, the hope of the hopeless, and the Savior of the tempest-tossed. God, our Father, have regard to our prayers and answer according to your will and make us channels of your helpfulness and worthy to pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hear our prayer and let our cry come unto thee. And now remembering those who may be facing the end of life and those who care for them, for all who at this time need our prayers, the prayers that cannot be uttered perhaps in words other than these, as we pray together, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
And now go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to that which is good. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and to be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.